It's teaching me the secrets of the pumpkin patch. Yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. Two lonely boys in a canoe. There's Trevor Alstrom right there. Right there he is. The gorgeous of George. The the gorgeous of George's. And the most gravelest of shits. And the graveliest shits around town, Chris Evans. What's happening, folks? It's a Tuesday. Monday? Tuesday. Thursday? What day is it? What year of our king are we in? It is the year of the Lord of 2022. The king is dead. Long live the king. I would say long live the queen, but that bitch is dead. Oh, dead on the inside. Especially with all them royals running around with all that royal money. Royal, royal, royal. Hanging out with the Epsteins. You got your Meghan Markles and you got your Harrys and you got your... You got your Williams and your Williams. What's up, Trevor? <laughs> that was a very silly intro. I like it. I made up a random song and we joked about the Royals. Yeah, Trevor was very, uh, very worried about his playing for some reason today. Uh, I, I went and played a show last night. Did really well, and I. So you think if you do well, you don't want to backstep? I want to keep going forward, man. Of course, progression. But damn it, Trevor! Part of progressing is fucking up a little bit. Well, Trevor's like, I'm perfect, goddammit. No, the problem is, is I pick really complicated songs that I need a little more time than like 20 minutes to figure out yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you don't have to play very complicated stuff. You're choosing to play very yes, complicated stuff. I want to get stuff. better, Chris. Well, great. Amazing. You got 60 seconds. I did. Right? Also, I had to change the He's tuning. He's like, I'm going to play this Beethoven sonata in D minor. And and also, hold on, I have to tune this guitar. Also, I hadn't tuned the acoustic to the right setting. I didn't want to make you guys wait another five I think minutes. Trevor doesn't even know how to tune his guitar. He's just sitting there and he's like, yeah, it's got to get tuned. And he's just hitting the buttons. He's hitting the, he, he's strumming the guitar, no. he's hitting the buttons. It's all a lie, folks. No. Tuning does nothing to no, guitars. They want to tell you it does, but it does nothing. That's what a harmonica player would say. It's all the harmonica oh, yeah, player because, would say. Because, because all you your shit's a, in keys. You stick a reed in the motherfucker, you never gotta mess with it. Uh, harmonica players. They be talking. They do, but they're not as cool Trevor's as Trevor's a real players. sassy, wicked apple right about now. He's into that red shit. You see, with his, you see I got, with I his got Vermont this sweater on. Yeah, hey, I'm about to cross my legs, bud. Real go. fancy he is. Real fancy. What's happening, folks? We're just sitting here coming at you on a Tuesday. This past Sunday, we were going to do our episode, but Chris was having a, a hissy a bad fit. day. He was having a hissy fit day. I was about to murder Trevor, so uh, we decided against doing the podcast on Sunday. Murder and suicide. Came, yeah, yeah. He, I kill him. I kill myself. And then in the, or the we middle just of both, it, or we both kill each other at the exact same moment. This isn't Romeo and Juliet, all right. <laughs> but as I die, it turns out that it was all an underground conspiracy, and we were figuring out we were getting real close to the truth. Or I just do sand your eyes real quick. Nope. Yeah, right, as I'm bleeding, and then. Ah, we were getting too close to the truth about Epstein and, and Glenn Maxwell and all their uh, friends, and that's how we got taken out. We got too close to the truth. The truth's yeah. got to remain under the rug. And uh, somehow the uh, education system Bulgaria was somehow involved. Don't ask Bulgaria. Me yeah, they've been on the payroll for a few years. Shit gets wild down down in the Balkans. <laughs> Shit gets wild down in TJ. <laughs> a Tijuana Balkans. <laughs> the Tijuana Balkans? Yes, of course. 
Ever been to the Tijuana Balkans? Oh, oh gosh, it's, it's hella fun. Man, it's just something about using that using that California slang. Hella fun. Hella inappropriate. Okay. Hey, let me holla at you. Let me holla at you. Hello, 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 hello. Oh man! Shout out black dude that's probably dead from uh, Spell Show. Random janitor that was on the set. He's like, we send our skilled don't people drop out. That shit. Yeah, he's got that yellow cake. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting week or two. Uh, Chris, Chris called me up yesterday. Chris what? Kenneth, Silver Squirrel, How's the old doing? Silver Squirrel. He, doing? he was doing good. I think I finally pressured him into going to, to breakfast because he called me up and he's like, next Monday, next Monday, we're going. We're going Dutch, though. I'm paying for mine and you're paying for yours. We're going Dutch. It's such an old person thing to say. I've heard Chris, that. Doesn't, Chris doesn't like uh, having things paid for him and he did, can't afford to pay for things. So I, I, I don't understand how that works. An but older man that doesn't work and he has limited income. So he doesn't have any income, man. He's fucking money's all... Fucking from his family and shit. He doesn't have any income. So, I had suggested to him that, you know, I buy uh, breakfast for us. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'll buy the breakfast. And I'm like, first of all, I don't think you can buy your own breakfast, let alone mine as well. And it's like, ah, you got a point there. You know? But I think it'll be a great... Uh, meal to sit down and hang out talk some shit about Trevor of course um, of course yeah. you got the other, the, other loved, gonna... the other loved but hated son of Chris Kenneth Trevor Alstrom we're long lost sons of Chris nobody knows I'm just jealous of my coolness all it is no not at all I am jealous that you know how to fake tune a guitar though <laughs> I was changing tunes from one to another Chris whatever you gotta tell yourself you know. <laughs> what do we got on the agenda so we got local news it's been warm sunny and smoky because the state goddamn refuses to let fall happen it's like oh I'm still summer and supposedly the world is a vampire it won't just cool down the 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 world's being hot blooded, can't you see? Got a hey, fever of 103. Got a fever of, uh, 98 degrees. 103. Do more than that. Anyways, we suppose we're going to get some rain next week? Or end of this week or early next week, hopefully. We'll see. That's what the forecast said. Forecast uh, or forecast? Forecast. It's just a whore uh, rain in the weather. Turns out it's going to be. Showers today, and she's got some dude yep. coming on her, yeah. <laughs> and she's got a little umbrella like one of those drink umbrellas, and then a big black fish push side and starts singing, "It's raining, man." Why can't oh, we just have a it's comedy? Why can't we just have a comedy weather adult show? sex-based uh, weather show or, be... or news show? Yeah, we should. Yeah, here we go, folks. You heard it here first. We're gonna have a sexy news channel, real sexy. So porno news channel, porn channel Funny. for news. Because there's nothing that you want to see getting you horned up at 6 a.m. other than some weather girl getting came on and, and saying how it's going to rain today. Yep. <laughs> Looks like, like rain again. <laughs> there's uh, you have random just like smooth jazz playing in the background. Going to have Michael Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. Playing some Daybreak. Shout out uh, Community. Thank you for introducing me to that song. If you haven't checked out Michael Higgins' Daybreak... It's the smoothest 
a modern jazz fucking tune you can hear. It's from years ago. It's from like '99 or something. But you it's, can it's suck awesome. at Kenny G. Yeah, Kenny G sucks. Not that great. I will do an review of Michael Higgins next episode. But anyways, uh, National News President Biden just visited Portland, Oregon, and gave props to uh, Democrat Governor Bennett. Yep. You know, don't let Scarlatos. He makes jokes about choking women to death during sex. There was a funny uh, picture I saw today of uh, Joe Biden and uh, Tina Kotek, and they were at the Voodoo Donuts. And they were like, hey, you guys like the donuts here, right? Ha, 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 Northwest Donuts. All right, I got to get out of here. There's a bunch of uh, Antifa folks. And homeless people around. Got a bunch of Antifa and homeless folks milling around. Got to get out of Portland's keeping it too weird. Put a bird on it. You know why Joe Biden got elected? I got a whole theory on this. Okay, what's all right. What is it? So it's a two-party system, right? And the Republicans just spent the last like four years fucking it up with Trump, obviously. Like, like, like beyond repair, Trump basically. Was like an angry they basically, child having a tantrum. Yeah, they basically almost overthrew the government because he didn't get reelected. So yeah, the party's not is, is hurting right now. It's hurting for a squirting. Um, and then maybe they should do some twerking. Twerk song. Okay. What's going on right now? Go on about how Biden got in, you think. Why'd you give me these? They were sticky and weird. Anyways, go on about... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joe Biden was the only other option. There was no other option. It was either re-elect the insane guy who just spent the last four years trying to fight everybody in the world or Grandpa, you're in. So Grandpa's in. We need stories about you and that tough guy at popcorn. Yeah, and and now Grandpa's just doing what Grandpa's do is they're like, I'm spending money out the yin yang, and you want to know why? Because I ain't gonna be here for the next fifteen yeah. years. And you guys so, work for all the, and you guys no. provide the money through your work. But guess what? I'm going shopping. <laughs> I just think in general, if you're over sixty-five probably shouldn't be involved in politics at this point. Mm -hmm. You are on the downward spiral or the downward, uh, you know, of your years. You have maybe 20 some odd years left. And why the fuck are you making decisions that are going to impact people for 50, maybe 60 years after you're dead? Because they can. Because people suck, man. That's why they can. If you're old as fuck, get out of politics. What are you doing, Grandpa? trying to he's 80 he's 80 years old making decisions from 50 years ago what the fuck he thinks that all that experience is going to be good to lead our nation no dude all that gray matter up top is blocking his fucking cognitive function and donald trump was just too high on his own fucking farts to to even other shit yeah dude fucking he was all up on a bunch of uppers there's a bunch of coke and fucking amphetamines and shit but yeah, no, man, we, we can't have these ridiculous people be in charge. We need to find moderately aged people that have possibly done some uh, military or civil service. I want like a cop. I want like a, like a decent cop Guy's or a fucking fire. decent uh, fireman or a... Guy's uh, been a paramedic. Paramedic. I want a fucking guy who spent 10 years in the military and he learned some things. I in want the someone that's been a teacher. I want a motherfucker that's done something other than suck dick in politics for yeah. the last 25 years. I want years. a garbage man or like a carpenter. Or I want somebody good that is human. I am so sick of these fake people. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, all these 
really high up politicians, yeah. they don't seem like real people anymore. They seem like fake motherfuckers. I want someone people. that that did carpet for ten years. Like people did regular. Well, actions. I don't know if I want a guy that lays carpet, man. I want a guy that eats carpet. Ooh, okay. <laughs> but no, we got, we need you got me of eating carpet. <laughs> we need. What do you call that carpet munching? No, I call that carpet devouring. Because I don't munch on carpet, Trevor. By the time I'm done, she's got no hair left. They call me the lawnmower. <laughs> no, but I am so tired of us believing, you know, like Nancy Pelosi. She's a great uh, fucking, you know, example. Oh, that That bitch. age makes you more distinguished or it makes you more knowledgeable. She's age does nothing but puts you in a bubble of a bunch of people around your age that are also that, bubbles. that are in bubbles of their own little fucking and world. And the people that are way under them that are more regular people, they don't listen to them. No, because you're too young and you're too dumb to know what you're talking about. Motherfucker! Even though you're more likely to be in the real world. Well, you're more in tune with what's going on in society because you are still a part of society. Once you hit past 65, and you're, you're inclusion. Too. Your they're inclusion also, is, is so much different. Bracket yeah. too, that they're because too old and rich to know. Well, not even old and rich, because there's old and poor people out there too. But if you've been playing the political game for as long as these people have been, Joe Biden got elected because we wanted Obama back. Well, yeah. you couldn't get Obama back because first of all, he didn't want to run again. Second of all, he'd had and two he was terms. In politics long before. Well, he had two terms as a president. Yeah. You couldn't get him back if you wanted. Um, so the next best thing the Democrats had was Obama light, which is Joe Biden. <laughs> I Is love that, that Obama light. Uh, <laughs> Obama light. Yeah, look at his skin. Uh. <laughs> no, it's it's diet Obama, man. That's basically what we're getting. We're getting diet, diet dew. Obama. We're getting diet Mountain Dew. And yeah, it's green like dew, and it tastes okay. But the shit's not the same, man. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper. And and if I want my fucking uh, politicians to play basketball and do cool shit, we gotta hire another black guy. Where is the next black president at? I'm talking cool guy. I'm Method Man. Method Man, run for president, Dude. man. I would back you 120%. I would vote for Protect <laughs> your neck. <laughs> Dude, what if we had just Wu-Tang Clan as the rest of the, the Yes, the whole why cabinet? not? The whole cabinet. I'm talking the RZA, the GZA, Old Dick, Well, not Old Dirty Bastard. His we're, son's really good. We're digging up Old Dirty Bastard no, and we're really bringing good. his son in. His son will be in there. Raekwon Chef will be in there. We're bringing in RZA. You God, we'll have all the guys. Yeah, we'll, man, fucking red man's gonna be secretary of pussy. We'll have Instadeck in there. We'll have all. Of it. We'll have all. Inspector Deck. We'll have Mardana. We'll have all of them. The giant fifteen plus members of that group. I just think that I don't know, man. Like a normal person over a politician or an artist over a politician might just be the change we need. It's just got to be the right person. So let's uh, let's get some let's get we got two years, people, till the next big election. Let's find some really cool candidates for the Democratic Party, and I'm not talking cool like they've serviced the community for 20 years. I'm talking they got a million dollars in the bank account, and they still give a fuck about the modern dude. And they don't touch kids. And they protect the neck. Yeah. And they're all about local gardens. Ooh. Coming to your hood like a neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> I might teach you the secrets of the pumpkin patch, Chris. There you go. Yeah. So that's my whole political so world news. That was all national news. So world news. 
As Chris is informing, legal immigration from the Caribbean islands to the U.S. is up 450% in the last year. Oh, yeah, man. You can't stop them from coming to America. And you want to know why? Because the islands in the Caribbean are constantly hit by hurricanes and possibly ran into the ground by democracies and dictators. Cuba still ran by... drug trade, too. Well, Cuba still ran by dictatorship. Haiti is a democracy. So is the Dominican Republic. But... That's the the craziest part to me. So Haiti is on one half of the island that the the Dominican Republic is on. Yeah, it's crazy. But the Dominican Republic is nowhere near as shitty. It's It's still shitty. It's it's like on a scale of one to ten, Dominican Republic is like a seven or eight on the shit scale. But Haiti's like a ten or eleven, so it's kind of hard to like understand that. It's like uh, North America versus South America. Yeah, it's, maybe, it's maybe, America. maybe like North and South Korea, kind of. Yeah, not really, but you know, it's similar. You know, because North and South Korea are completely different worlds. Yeah. Well, it's just it's a pretty interesting dynamic right across. Same island, just different border. But people hate living on the islands, man. There's not a lot to do um, once you get past all the touristy shit. And then you can only play ukulele for so long before you, can you lose only, your mind. Uh, use that conch shell to call for food forever. You know? you eat so many coconuts, you just lose your mind. Uh, all I'm saying is, if you've ever lived on an island, and you're I an indigenous have, person, I have not. But all right, what happens is white people come along, they take all your shit. Yep. They start calling it their own, unless and then you're they fucking whitewash your whole fucking family. That's what we do. Ask Trevor's ancestors. They were Vikings. Yeah. True. But China's doing that to Taiwan and other islands around the world. Everywhere also. around the world it happens. Exactly. Islands are, are very cool. But. They're good for tourism. But. The problem with islands is that the people that live on them usually end up getting nothing. Well, they have they limited don't get re- dick. Well, you have limited resources. You're on islands right there. Your best fucking bet is fishing, usually. Fishing and tourism nowadays. Yep. Yeah. But nobody wants to go to an island like Cuba if it's constantly fucking ran over with political problems and the possibility of you going there means you might not leave because you become a political yeah. prisoner. And nobody wants to go to Haiti because the same reasons, man. Haiti is one of the fucking yeah. uh, harshest countries right now uh, island-wise to visit. You know, it's not like I'd go recommend a person to go to Africa and go see the Congo right now. It's just there's certain parts of the world that are Jamaica. shit yeah, because we've fucking exploited the piss out of them. Jamaica. Jamaica's a dope island, but because it's been so exploited, yeah. it's got a lot of fucking rich history, but now it's just a bunch of people on an island that, like, I bet if most of them had the opportunity, they get the fuck off. And also, if climate change, they're having to deal with more hurricanes and more extreme weather, too, which and they don't have the resources necessarily deal with the weather getting crazier, crazier. I grew up in the area that is like constantly dealing with hurricanes. I'm just saying it's getting worse and worse though. It is. Climate and change. as time goes on, the world isn't going to become nicer to us. No. We're a cancer on the world's butt. I know. But it, it drives me crazy that I grew up where there's a ton of hurricanes. I've lived through a few of them. I fucking got to see them just kill a ton of people. It never made sense to me to live in the Caribbean on an island where there's constantly hurricanes. It just doesn't make much sense. You literally have to rebuild your home every two to three years. So you have a home. You pay into that house. That house gets knocked the fuck down. Even with insurance, you never really get back what you've lost. So every two to three years, you do this giant shift 
of you don't have a home anymore. You don't have a lot of money. Now you got to move to a new place. Now you got to, and and all to stay with your with your slightly uh, you know uh, close family. Fuck that. Move to Detroit. Let's let's start Detroit back up. I'm talking. Shit. We're taking all the people from we're the rebuild, islands we're and we're rebuilding Detroit. Detroit as the new tourist attraction. We're gonna we're make gonna it the new it? New York. Are we're you going to say that we built this city on rock and roll? We built this shitty. <laughs> built these cities on cock and balls? I like the Detroit joke. Yeah, Detroit. So anyways, next on the list. Uh, do you want, real quick, can we go over the crazy story of the rent situation on Columbus Day due to the robbery? I am the rent king. You are the rent queen. So, the place we pay at usually pay of a check, never an issue. Oh, but yeah. someone, but it didn't go through, and a week later I got an email from Chris. Well, Chris got an email and he informed from the, me. From the people that own the property. And, and apparently over a week later, they like, oh yeah, we never got rent. I was like, I put it in, I, and I paid it for last year, never been a problem. So check, uh, Trevor always pays with a check. It's never been an issue before. It hasn't been up until that point. So, what ended up happening, Trevor? So, I uh, t- called the called the office, and they're like, oh, well, it didn't go through. You know, you can you can do go to your bank with the money order, and then the hot secretary at work informed me, like, hey, Trevor, I know you're trying to deal with your, your rent situation, but all the banks are closed because it's Columbus Day. And uh-huh. I, 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 like, almost had a me- mental breakdown at work. I was like... What the fuck am I gonna do? So I, uh-huh. I was like, all right. So I had to make sure that the Safeway's open. If money order went, did that. But it was just annoying, extra walking, extra planning. And then I, then after I did all that, when I went to the, when I went to Von Klein, they hadn't told me over the phone what exactly happened. And then they said, well, there was, there happened to be a robbery. Apparently the uh, the day before the the place had been broken into it's with like the mail slot. Meaner showed up. It's like these niggas don't need these rent monies. Ha 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 ha! And just steals all the money. And out then the I immediately damn. call Uncle Ruckus to do the exorcism. He's like, "Damn these niggas! They came along and they stole all the white man's money again." I'm ah, gonna, it doesn't surprise me. These jungle bunnies stole all. It's these, like, oh god. These chimps be shout out, around. Uh, shout out Boondocks, one of the most amazing shows in let, the world. Let me and bring out the I things. I am rewatching Boondocks as we speak. That show and is I awesome. I love all the characters. Oh, they're all I great. I love all the characters. So, anyways, unfortunately, Uncle Ruckus wasn't there to help me out, but uh, I wish. But check this out. What I got at the fucking store. Today. Let me finish the story, oh, motherfucker. Nice. Yeah. Cinnamon sugar. All right. Uh, my stone brain will probably try that out <laughs> later. I'll probably be high as hell, folks. Try that. Anyways. One stoner is trying to distract another stoner. Anyways, back to the How story. Do you distract a stoner? Cinnamon sugar. Oh, bro. <laughs> I will sniff that shit like cocaine. Hey, man, you ever try a graham cracker, bro? <laughs> Dude, what if we put that on? What if we put that on the saltines? I'm just saying. Anyways, folks. We're having a stoner moment. So I was like, crackers and cinnamon sugar? Yes! Anyways, suck it, Paula Dean. But anyways, back to her story. So I went there. Apparently, the place had broken into. And as I was, as they were talking about, there was a repairman. 
and he's building this reinforced wooden frame around where the mail that goes for the mail slot is had been pried open of a pry bar. And there was an old uh, 1920s cop sitting there with a with a clipboard. Ah, and see a, and, yeah, what happened? Pencil. What happened here? See? All right, now I hear Muggsy and you say you weren't here yesterday, but you said you were here the day before. Now, did anything look amiss? You know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I know Bugsy was walking around, you know, smoking them jazz cigarettes and listening to that, that colored folk music. Oh, the shit. The dabbly The dabbly do's and the dabbly notes. But anyways, so so I found that information out. I was like, oh, it makes sense that they did it. I love that they didn't quite tell you the whole story. They didn't tell me until I got there. Until I literally, I was like, what happened? They're like, they weren't allowed to tell people either. Yeah, and and they literally, well, this older lady, I was being helped by this hot, nasty chick with tattoos with some nice tits and some pierced and a pierced face. Trevor, did you talk to her? I did. I gave her my phone number. Bitch never, bitch never called me though. Oh, Trevor, you know how it goes. You know how many phone numbers that girl gets a day? 300. Dude, that shit's hot. Her name's Messy. But yeah, hot, nice to check. Messy ain't messy. Oh. oh, I'd like to make her messy. Anyways. So yeah, this older, this middle-aged chick pretty much felt bad. This, I can tell this middle-aged chick heard my situation, overheard it, and she felt bad, told me what happened. And then we were like, okay, well, they must have came and stolen because the, whoever stole it was smart enough to know that all the banks would be closed because of Columbus Day. So fucked a lot. A lot of people had to go and cancel their checks. And yeah, it worked out. But yeah, fuck you, whoever robbed that place. And fuck you, Columbus, for having banks closed. Trevor, are you really mad at Columbus? Or are you mad at the fact that you haven't figured out how to pay online yet? Both. (laughs) Both. They both. All right, well, we're teaching Trevor here shortly uh, how to pay checks uh, online, which is not with checks at all. You're going to teach me, teach me how to Dougie? Like, I'm going to teach you the secrets of the pumpkin patch. Fuck yeah. Man. Yes. We might have to name the episode that, Secrets of the Pumpkin Patch. Definitely. Secrets of the Pumpkin Patch is a great one. Lesbian Seagull, <laughs> Secrets of a Pumpkin no, Patch. No, no, I'll be another one. Lesbian Seagull is another one. I should get its own. Get we its should own. have 13 of the best jokes ever written just as one title for like the episode. That would be way too much. I know, but it would be amazing. You don't like me doing way too long descriptions. I'm not going to do 13 jokes type that. Oh, come on, Trevor. You like your titles, though. <sighs> not that much. That's ridiculous. Trevor always says he loves his titles. He always is excited to pick the name. Then you type it up, motherfucker. You type up fucking 500 letters. He's teaching me the secrets of the pumpkin patch. And yes, I'm mad, though. Alright, Secrets of the Pumpkin Patch. You heard it here first, folks. You want to tell them what that's from? Alright, so Secrets of the Pumpkin Patch. Chris, <laughs> Chris, I had actually forgotten about that line. It was from uh, Tenacious D. Pick of Destiny, which I had seen. It came up like 2008. 2007, actually. It came out 2007 in the summertime when I started playing guitar. So literally... The July of 2007, so the month and year I started playing guitar, that song came out. And for every all like young guitarists like me, it was a great movie. You're like, oh shit, hell yeah, you know, rock and roll, all that shit. It was exciting. Rock and roll, like, all that shit. I love how you lose your steam after the rock and roll. You're like rock, rock and, and roll, roll like, like all that shit. Like like Spinal Tap, rock and roll. Then like ah, we're and then like we're still walking what? around. I need to take that big yeah. Random old black maintenance guys run into again. Ah, oh, shit. Told me to take a left, man. That's life. 
Life is like you wander around a stage looking to go on the stage, but you just wander around just, the back. I, I, I that's like life. That. I feel like I that's a that that's now a joke. Like, there's got to be some some amount of groups that have had that happen to them, where they're at a small weird venue and they're having to walk to the stage through some weird and entrance. They, yeah. And and you're trying to get hyped up to go on stage. Especially if it's an older theater. Yeah, of course. There's all these weird back areas. Yeah, because old theaters have and then weird... You're, you're trying stuff. to find the stage, and as you're all hyped just up and you're finding the stage, around. you've gotten lost. You know, and, you're, but, you're just over by the middle. But you have a guy in the band that's trying to, you know, keep everyone pumped. He's supposed to come out of energy like, rock and roll! So it's definitely a good analogy of life. But anyways, Pumpkin Patch... Anyways, Pumpkin Patch is a reference. It's a great Don't be analogy to life. Jealous of my coolness as usual. Look at the face in my tea. That's, That's an analogy to life. <laughs> he looks like he got hit in overhead with a club. Anyways. Looks like he doesn't know the secrets of the Pumpkin Patch. Yeah. So that came from Tenacious D when uh, Jack Black's character just recently the met Kyle. Yeah, he met Kyle Gass, and they're getting to know each other, and they and he's like, well, we should start a band. He's like, well, we. Kyle Gass said, well, we get, as part of it, we got to set up the, the gig, like you're playing a gig simulator, and all these uh, paper, these, paper, on, pa uh, on paper, paper plates, plate the, the paper plate cutouts, they had drawn the faces, and then like taped them to these folding chairs to simulate a crowd, and then the pizza guy who gave him half of the pizza got to hang out and watch. And as they're watching, uh, he comes out, Jack Weiss here came out with an acoustic guitar oh, and the a football helmet. Football helmet on as an acoustic guitar, he's all pumped, comes out, starts screaming, Can you show me can you teach me the serious pumpkin patch? And then power slides, eats shit, ends up breaking the guitar and he Trevor, just has the most speeding through the best part. Alright, here's the two point. Alright, Jack Black, you tell me. Alright, so Jack Black is nervous to go out on stage. Even though he's in an apartment with a bunch of fake cutouts, Kyle Gass is and over in the corner guy. with a tape recorder, and he's playing negative uh, uh, sounds from the crowd. Boo! Yeah, you suck. Like, get off the stage, dickhead! Your you mom know? is not a very good lay. Yeah, it's it's just recorded sounds, which is hilarious. Your cheese is weird. And he starts to sing, and he's like, uh, you know, he's getting nervous and self-conscious, and out of nowhere. A beer bottle drops from the ceiling and crashes onto his head. And he's just like, ugh. And he's like, you gotta be ready for anything on stage. It reminds me, yeah, it's like the Blues Brothers scene where the Blues Brothers are at the country bar and they have the chicken wire fence. They're like, what's that for? To keep you safe from the crowd. And all these rednecks are throwing beer bottles at the chicken wire. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what Kyle had did is rigged a bunch of bottles to be, like, broken on them from the ceiling. He just, like, taped them to the ceiling yeah. with a rope. Um, but he, as he's getting nervous, he's trying to get a song going, and he remembers that Kyle had gotten a rent check from his mother, but he didn't know it was from his mom at the time. And uh, in the memo line, it goes, uh, I love you, Pumpkin. You know? And, and he's like, oh, that was the name of a song I did. They're paying me royalties on. <laughs> and so he, he uh, uses that as like, this guy's a paid musician, you know? And, and he thinks for some reason uh, the pumpkin uh, patch is like, I don't know. It goes to his, his I love you pumpkin memo uh, check. So <laughs> that's he's where teaching he me the secrets of the pumpkin patch. And then he drops two more bottles on his head. <laughs> and he just starts to fade out into the crowd. And he gets all hazy and he just drops. <laughs> 
he's not good enough for the Kyle Gas project. Nope. He's like, man, don't worry. Nobody makes it through the simulator on their first go. He's like, not even you? He's like, not even this guy. Hey, get some uh, new guitar. Yeah, well, he, he figures out that he's all full of shit. But he is a good he guitarist. He rips his, ha- his hair off? No. Ah! But Kyle Gass is an amazing guitarist, which is true. He is pretty good. He's just not successful at the time. But in real life, him and Jack Wagner are quite successful. So anyways... <laughs> Yeah, uh, let me do an album review. Let's do it! So mine is Rip to Shreds. That's a... Uh, is it a punk metal uh, rock type no, deal? No, it's a new wave of old school death metal Asian band that has relocated to California, and they're an upcoming band. And they have this album called Jubian. J- J-U-B-I-N. I-A-N. And it's a thirty-six. Juby in the house. It's a thirty-six-minute album, and it's just old-school-sounding death metal with definitely elements of like uh, brutal death metal and some grindcore, and there's some melodic parts. There's some slow, heavy, doomy parts. And Trevor's the song um, I recommend is <laughs> shh. Kidding. The song I recommend is "Reek of Burning Freedom." Trevor's like a, a goddamn metal barista. He's like, we're gonna sprinkle a little bit of punk in there, right, with a splash of metal. And a, and, a, and a good heaping helping of fucking death. And it's just... A little you, bit of black you, in there, too. Gotta make it, it black, when you get black it all in a little mixed bit. together, you got a cappuccino that's about to punch you in the nuts. And on the side, some polka cookies. Polka cookies. Polka cookies. <laughs> I love that at the end. He's got a little spit in the mouth. Polka, polka cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Here. Let's do the bomb. Oh, shit. I had one ready, but I don't want to smoke. So yeah, right now. I recommend folks listen to Rip to Shreds up and coming. They're awesome, nice. awesome band. And if you just don't want to think about feelings, you don't want to understand lyrics and just smash and destroy, it's great. I did it from when I was chiseling the table. I should talk about the table. Seek too. and destroy. But it's when I was chiseling a wooden table uh, Sunday, and then today when I was just grinding away steel, it was good and just listen to it and just grind away. Folks, if I could tell you on a scale of one to ten. Trevor's done like a nine on this table already. He's about uh, to make it a ten. Um, I've done a lot me, of woodworking over the years. Really nice, really nice job, Trevor. But the thing we're doing is we're fucking it up because we haven't uh, protected the coat yet. We're going. We're to. setting water and shit on it. To. We gotta wait for. Uh, the, you're setting water. You're setting water. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so quick background. That was another thing I talked about was the woodworking. It's actually on the list of woodworking. So we have the table that we've been. Setting the laptop and the microphone that you folks all hear the podcast going, the table that it Our all drugs. That, yes, this table literally keeps holds this podcast together. together. It's holding it yeah. up. It's literally holding up this podcast, literally. And it's <coughs> it's we had a, we had a friend neighbor that gave us this very old, probably forty year old table because <coughs> we had just moved in, didn't have any furniture yet, and, th- and there was a thin veneer that was curling. And every time we would move. Like, we'd move the microphone or the laptop, it would, like, catch and then so, snap on so things. So, what ended up happening originally, the the reason why we had to strip it, well, Trevor had to strip it, I didn't do anything, he's done it all. Um, the cat knocked over the bong. And when the cat knocked over the bong, it was the middle of the night, so the water had just gone over everything, including the laptop a little bit. So, I came out to get food as stoners do late night, 
um, and I seen the, the bong knocked over and the water all over the thing. Well, I kind of picked up the laptop and I patted the water off the table. I didn't take it and fucking dry the table. But when we came back in the morning, the, the top layer had begun to warp from the moisture. And we were just like, we got to do something about this table. So Trevor took it upon himself to fucking to sand the table down, take the top layer off, put some extra screws in the legs. He yeah. fucking he put some love into it, folks. It yeah. looks great. And then I went out today and bought some some top coat and some sandpaper. Ooh, some honey tea. Yeah. yeah. Honey tea tiki. Honey tea. So we're gonna get the we're just next. We'll put pictures up of it on the on the podcast. I took some pictures when I started. So we're gonna have to. So we so we chiseled, we sanded, we reattached legs because the tabletop was not attached. It also took a bunch of four inch screws and screwed and drilled it in there. What's up, ladies? Bigger than four inches. Bigger than four I, inches. I'm, I'm here. Anyways. I'm here, but I'm not here, but I catch the good jokes, man. I catch those good I'm jokes. I'm it in there. He, he's like, so you can... Yeah. Silent, but deadly. Hey, my character is a pirate ninja. And he does uh, do true. he does do poison shurikens. And there's a, this guy that invaded our ship. I, I tried to offer him a piece of uh, rum as like a peace offering. And he splashed it away. So I rolled a 20 and just... Shurukin him and then just poison him. Like, see what happens when you refuse my hospitality on the whole crew. Whatever, it's like, ah, oh, shit. Hey, bud. Anyways. How was uh, your last joke? It's gonna be your last. <laughs> Thank you. So funny. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, the next step is hopefully this wood filler can properly rehydrate and we have enough of it. We're gonna do wood filler. That then- was what I was worried about too. But if you need more, I'll get another can. Probably just a big cheap one. The color doesn't matter because we're gonna sand it and color it. It's like the biggest cheapest tub of wood putty, pretty much. Wood so putty. So you want filler. more putty? You want putty now? Well, wood filler is wood putty. It's basic. Putty. Trevor needs more putty. We're gonna get him some some putties. This. Putty's your buddy. Buddy's your putty. Wood putty. Wood putty. <laughs> Sounds sexual. So uh, wood, I mean, you, can, wood putty. you can put a lot of things in a table to fill it. Wood putty does work good. Yeah. yeah. I've used it for a lot of carpentry jobs. I've well. seen people do some really cool shit with, uh, with glue and, uh, what is it? God damn, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Babondo works, which is a Obando, type of putty. Bondo uh, works. I've seen people use sawdust. Yes. Compression and yes. glue. And I thought that was the most ingenious thing. Because you always I, run into the problem of having a ton of sawdust usually when you're doing woodworking. And you have usually wood glue. And when you have cracks and seams and If and you're chips, able to compress, the the trick is if you can compress the uh, the wood dust and then you can put it on. I've seen it yep. too. And it's a really cool way to, to just easily repair small small dings and dents in, mm-hmm. in wood. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I heard a quote once where... Uh, a good carpenter makes mistakes, but a great carpenter can hide them. Exactly. I love that. My dad had a really interesting one I thought of while I was at the uh, Lowe's today. He, um, when I was driving, when I was riding with him one time in his car, he was listening to uh, talk radio because he likes talk radio. And his older men do. Older men do. My dad too, yeah. And well, he was listening to a contracting uh, show. And they were Smoke talking. Hard. Nice. They were talking about... Uh, uh, spackle for the ceiling and and okay. like popcorn and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So my dad had a really good one. He was like, "Oh, I got this great idea. I, I did it in the house before." And he he used to roll on the popcorn ceiling, but instead of buying the actual popcorn ceiling thing, he'd put oats in the the um, 
popcorn sealant. It's basically like fucking uh, primer. You know, that's basically that makes what sense. it is. But when you put the oats with the with the primer sealant, it creates the same effect that the popcorn oh. uh, sealing does, and it's a little cheaper. It's a little bit more effective, and especially if you have to do a wide project. Yeah. But popcorn ceilings have gone out of style. But he tried to call into that radio show like an hour. And I remember him getting so frustrated because he was like, I got a great idea. That is a good idea. It, it's a perfect idea. It's a very uh, cost-effective way to do a ceiling. Um, Shout out to, to your dad and, yeah, old, men and old men that old have... Old technology. Yeah, that have clever ways to do... Shout out See, my dad's, my dad's yeah. 65, man. Just the cusp of, of us still being able to, to respect his opinion. Older than that, man. I don't know. Just tell your dad, hey, next you, year... You're not running for president. Next year, you're too old for politics, old man. <laughs> you're too old to run for, poli- for They're politics. like, oh, we got a funny guy. My dad's retiring. He's going to run for, for president. I'd vote for him. My dad would make a funny president, man. He'd be kick-ass. He'd I, tell everybody to stop bitching. Everybody stop bitching. I'm doing my best. <laughs> You'd be like, I, all right. I also feel like he would allow, have a lot more just general, just just general, like, everyday, like, working knowledge of how to my fix dad, things. My dad, honestly, if he was the president, I guarantee he'd be like, all right, first of all, everybody's going to work. <laughs> I don't care. He's like, mental health problems, it doesn't matter. Everybody pick up a tool. <laughs> and I don't know. Give him a broom what, something. That's what it takes to make a country better, man, is everybody puts in a little bit of work. Well, like, if you think about, like, yeah, it's just kind of like World War One and World War Two. Everybody pitched in. They rationed like kids. Because kids if, were rationed. If Everyone went, pitched if in. If it went the wrong way, they wouldn't have much country to bitch about. Yeah. But now that our country's so established, and we think we're too big of a kid to knock off his bike, you know, we're the kid on the top of the hill that hasn't yeah. been knocked down a long time. Exactly. So he thinks he's not going to get sideswiped. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're not looking, Iran's coming up sneakily from behind. Oh. You know. <laughs> India just fucking just hits you with a ton of curry real quick. That's a, that's a great uh, topic to bring up our global news as well. Uh, you want to talk about India and Russia? I haven't looked that much. I think Chris has looked to a little bit more, but apparently India and Russia recently openly come out of alliance. And that's, that's interesting because India has over a billion people. It's right after China. It's the, it's the second most populated country in the world. And Something like 30 billion people. Like one, it has like 1.3 billion people. A lot I'm of telling people. you, Trevor, there's at least nine to ten billion people on this. Chris planet. likes to argue with population to me, and he's always wrong about I'm, I'm it. I'm 100% wrong, but I don't care because there's 20 billion people on this planet, folks. Dude, man, I, I feel like Chris would be the worst like U.S. Census guy if you had to go around. And, like, how, how many, many people? people in your house? 2,000. That sounds about right. <laughs> I just keep yeah. upping the numbers. You see all these people that need help? We got over a jillion so people, many people over there. <laughs> Wait, two houses, 200,000 people. You're telling me there are four million children that attend this one elementary school, Chris? Well, you know, it's a busy area. It's a busy area. You're telling me 75 million people attend this one, go to this one library. Well, you know, things happen. The internet's been down for a while. <laughs> you know, a lot of people... Yeah, no, I don't know. Life's funny that way, I suppose. That's where I learned the secrets of the pumpkin patch. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do a movie review or a show? I was actually, if you didn't have anything, I was going to talk about um, Bonfire. 
Yeah, let's talk about the bonfire. I can do that. So you sent me... We haven't talked about the episode, but we've talked about Firth, but I saw the episode Behind the Curve. I actually yeah. saw the documentary. You had sent me the original documentary, and I had seen it. But this is uh, where Big J Okerson and Dan Soder, both professional comedians... On the uh, Bonfire Show. The Sirius XM podcast, yeah. Bonfire. Shout out Lou, Jacob, Christine, Lou, Jay, and Dan. You guys are the shit. Christine's a dancer. Anyways. Christine's a real dancer. Chris Show introduced me to Bonfire and also the Legion of Skanks, where Big Jay's also part of. But it's, it's pretty cool. It's one of the reasons that I think we came up with this podcast is like, I'm, I really love comedy. Um, I also like comedy. I feel like stand-up's kind of going away, though, in the way of the older generation. Like, it, stand-up is still a thing, but it, stand-up isn't good anymore, unfortunately. There's too many comedians that think they're funny that just aren't funny. You also have the issue that the political climate is so polarized. It's so weird, and it's people so just are so it. afraid of yeah. making the wrong step. And, and that isn't great for comedy, because comedy Comedy's should, not supposed to have any boundaries. It's an art form. It's yeah. an art form just like anything, and you shouldn't be able to tell an artist, hey, your lines are here, yeah. you know? It's just um, it's just like with, with music, whether it was especially rap and rock were the two edgiest genres that definitely had a lot of curse words and implied a lot of subjects that conservative Christian families were terrified of. So they didn't want people talking about just, you know, shooting a bunch of people or worshiping the devil or, or motor motorboating by big old titties while you're drinking Hennessy or, you know, burning churches. Think casual things like that. I like titty burning. Yeah. Burn them titties and uh, motorboat them churches, I guess. You get them titties burned. You get them titties hurt. You get them titties hurt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, uh, yeah, it's the movie review. The bonfire. We also got Chris's cannabis corner when he returns. Yeah. So Chris has had a uh, pretty exciting week with the herbs. We uh, did some trimming the last few days. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah, weed, ganja, um, cannabis. It's for all of us. Um, yeah, no, today was actually a nice day. I had a five gallon pot with a bunch of seed starts in it. This is like seven uh, plants in one pot. But it was because my last run of seeds didn't do so hot. A lot of them. They all germinated, but some of them didn't grow in the soil as well as I wanted to. So I restarted my seeds. I did more. The second run went way better. But the problem with having all those seeds in one pot is eventually you have to separate them. So what I did today was took some time. I went to the grocery store. I picked up uh, some more things that I needed. Uh, so you got a pH testing I kit? I got a parts per million and pH testing pen. Nice. Um, they're they're a I little expensive, but they are definitely worth the investment. Could you, I definitely like to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll show you after the yeah. show. Um, but they come in handy when you are checking the parts per million of your water and your runoff because when you uh, feed into soil with other nutrients organic or non-organic there is runoff from your plants and it's really important to keep keep a log pretty much of how acidic or, or alkaline your water is yeah. becoming uh, 
due to what your plants need. Sometimes your plants need a little bit less feed. Sometimes they need more. Sometimes the the pH is thrown off by something. Shout out soil an outside science. factor. Yeah, I've actually studied for forestry. I say, and it's it's very interesting. The the contents of what makes a good soil is you know hundreds of thousands of things. So yeah, trying to recreate that with you know human technology. We're pretty close to making some amazing but soil. What's but crazy is that different soils work for different plants in different climates. Exactly. So what what so, type of soil is going to work in one place at the time of year? One work technically out. work yeah. in another. Um, and I just find it very interesting that no matter how great humans have gotten at recreating outdoor uh, quality, you know, climates, temperatures, environments, something about the earth it has so much natural just uh you know hurdles and things that the the soil and the planet have had to go through that you just can't account for man and that yeah. makes a really interesting soil content um so much so many things go into the earth all exactly the time that constantly the that soil i don't care what anyone says i do think the soil is a living thing oh 100 that's what it's, so it's, it's the soil is basically the epidermis of the earth because what what's interesting is you have if you go way back mushrooms literally grew on rocks mm -hmm. and over time mushrooms turned the top layers of rocks eventually into soil some of the strongest mushrooms in the world grow off of the coasts and, and they grow and on rocks they grow on hard rocks when i was in, in humble very hard very climates. hard rocky areas i would find mushrooms growing on on rock cliffs with yep. fucking the wind right off the ocean right yep, there just whipping and areas you go a little bit further inland and those mushrooms are all of a sudden growing areas that are a little more protected and that's turned into soil. Yeah. So, yeah. It's similar to how bonsais grow in, like, yeah. Japan. They grow in, like... Uh, Monterey, I've seen cliffs. Monterey cypresses. They grow in high altitudes and stuff. Yeah. They have a, our, the American versions, the Monterey <coughs> cypress, which is the type of tree used for bonsais. And when I lived in Big Sur along Monterey, you would also see these trees that would be wind sculpted. Or if you're way up in the mountains... I know Chris is from a real flat state, so you might not know about this. But uh, way up in the mountains, like 10,000 feet up above the tree line, you'd see like these pine trees that would get wind sculpted because it's so high up and so much wind that they would get shaped usually. And it usually come from the east because you have a lot of, you would have a lot of like these, str these strong dry winds coming from the east. And you'd literally just shape these trees so you could see where the wind came from. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um... Uh, but what ended up happening with the plants was they basically were put into a more homely sized container. I have taken a couple of them, one Hindu Kush and one uh, White Widow, Jamaican White Widow, and I'm keeping them for mother uh, plants. So those are going to run while my other plants are running in the big tent. But for this next run, I think we're going to have about 15 plants. Mm. And we're going to have two mothers for our next run. So... Our next one is just going to be as badass, uh, just as many plants. I'm going to start experimenting with just how many I can push in that little 4x4 four four tent and see how much weed we can grow in three months' time, two months' time. Uh, I'm really excited, though, and it is a labor of love. Out of all the things I had to do today, um, the transplanting and the cleaning and all that stuff, it was... The last thing I did before I took a nap this afternoon, but it was the most enjoyable thing. Like, I went to the hardware store, which is kind of fun sometimes, 
Um, I went to the grocery store, which is okay. You know, I went to the grocery store, which is fine. You know, you got to have food. But it wasn't until I got home and I got to play with my plants and I got to sit down and do, you know, my own thing that I really was enjoying, you it's know, like when I, being when home I and doing something. When I started to make up a song. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about putting this wood putty in the fridge. Okay. The cool air. Uh-huh. Cool air will help to, to rehydrate it. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and just a little bit of moisture. Yeah, folks. You know what also worked great for this? Um, just Play-Doh. Regular Play-Doh. I mean, we're, it's probably going to take the rest of that jar. No, and that's what I mean. We'll pick up some more. But I didn't... Yeah. We're playing that's with our putty, fo folks. I'm, I'm putting my finger in it. I, I do I do really like hardware stores because I grew up, like, a lot of my dad's side of the family are old carpenters, and I definitely, that's the best, that's the trade that I, I do the best at and I really like. I so like I definitely carpentry. had a, I definitely had a lot of memories as a kid where Chris's family is a lot of mechanics. My family's a lot of carpenters, so I definitely had a lot of memories going to hardware stores and just hanging out. My family does a lot of carpentry too. They I do, think, which is good. I think if I had to pick one that my family probably does better, you say mechanics. It's a tough one because Bro. I think that the mechanical knowledge is based out of carpentry. And you know? I mean, it all starts with wood. I think. Well, like before we had cars, I mean, I'm sure like if you go far enough back, your family, they were building things without a wood. So yeah, makes yeah. sense. Before 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 human civilization was building structures out of metal, they were building things out of wood. I think that's how you get back to the old natural, man. There's something about watching somebody build a boat out of just wood. That's something that you and I, I still want to do is build a boat. Hell yeah. I honestly want to build a canoe. <laughs> Imagine with a podcast, we literally... We have our own canoe. I'd like to wood burn the middle out, which is how they do it traditionally, and mm -hmm. then they'll take they'll take basic... They'll take they'll take a lot of chisels and they'll take they'll take small hatchets and they'll take other wood tools and they'll they'll yeah, carve they'll it out. Carve it out. I, I would love to do that. We should definitely look be a labor into, of love, one hundred percent. We should definitely look into how much it would take to buy maybe like a a twelve a twelve or a truck if we just the section we, of. of Traditionally, you just take a chunk of a tree. Yeah, Literally. but you can't just buy trees anymore. Well. We don't own property, so... Well, you can ask to cut down a tree on somebody's property. Or if someone has a log that's recently fallen, like, hey, we just get rid of it for you. Yeah, it. but that's what I think we should do is look into buying a, maybe like a 12 well, by, by 6 section of a fucking tree. Yeah, like, we don't really have a place to work on a section of a tree. Like, this little hallway in the apartment is not meant for us working on a no. section of a tree. That's the problem when you have people that are capable of doing projects like this, you also have to have the workspace. You know, like, you can't just do a giant woodworking project because Chris, right Chris and I both, both guys do, do trades and we're both very handy, but we don't have the facilities of the <laughs> yeah, place to do it. It's like, like when I'm, I was I'm doing growing, the table... I'm growing fucking plants in a goddamn bedroom. Yeah. Trevor's doing woodworking in a hallway. A tiny hallway. Complex. Yeah, in the corner and I yeah. had all these people and my buddy Jonah when I asked him like, did you hear the random drilling and chiseling noise? He's like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard it. The whole place. The whole it. place heard me for <laughs> six hours chiseling Saturday and then Sunday four hours of me chiseling, sanding, and screwing in 
all these things. And when I made the uh, when I made the cutting board, yeah, the whole place heard that when I was working on the guitar stand, like all these random things. Doing the weekends during the daytime, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now this has been a good episode, man. And I'm sorry, folks, that we couldn't get it to you uh, this Sunday, sure. but. We work on our lives just as much as we work on these podcasts, and uh, we, we try to get at you guys at least a couple times a week, let you know how we're doing, let you know how the world is, and try to fill you in on the, the life and the, the happiness of what we go through. But let me, can I tell a real quick funny story, then I'll play You can tell whatever you want, We got a comments. Do it. So this is, this is a story I've been meaning to tell for a while. It's the stoned Yankee candle story. So it was yeah, a good one. Yeah, dude, it's a funny, true story. So when I was a teenager, when I was a, a young punk rocker trying to get out of Sacramento during the recession, uh, we would we would do, a, and back when like weed was definitely still it was medically acceptable, but that was it. Like if you were caught with weed, you were still getting a ticket or doing jail time in California <laughs> in the early thousands. And I was involved with. Sorry, family. My family has no idea, but. I definitely was involved in some shady operations. Trevor uh, uh, sold a few uh, nuclear bombs to Russia. And, <laughs> and India. And India. That's how I roll, bud. Hey, Trevor's all about those international arms races. Yeah. <laughs> Rail guns, bitches. Rail guns. <laughs> Let's go. This motherfucker's the dog. Electromagnetic. Yeah. He's, he's the dog yeah. of war. <laughs> Anyways. So, back in those times, um, before everyone was looking at their cell phones all the time, don't look down partially in MySpace. Just looking down at your phone, what? Yeah, and MySpace was the was the only social media at the time, really. But we would get really stoned, my friends and I, and we would like go to the out. We would from like the northern metro area of Sacramento. We would like go out into the hills a little bit, and then there was this uh, town. We would go from like from like the uh, North Highland Citrus Heights areas, the northern part of Sacramento, to go up into like Roseville. And there was a mall, the Roseville Galleria Mall. And uh, we used to get really stoned. Swinging from the Galleria Mall. <laughs> but we'd get really stoned and we would go into the candle store because it had these amazing scents. And let you just go up and pick up candles. And what we, don't stoners like to smell? Dude. And we would be smoking like a bong in the in the parking lot of the car or like over in the woods right there. Because, because there was a woods right behind the mall. Giant like oak dry sort of where the valley meets the foothills of the Sierra Mountains like this dry oak sort of woods with the with the pines living and in America coast to coast eye to eye. smelling candles yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah dude but but we'd go in and like you smell like sex on the beach you smell like cinnamon apple cinnamon apple cinnamon you smell like lemon meringue pie yeah. you smell your pumpkin, great pumpkin spice you smell your great grandmother's pussy I'm kidding that kidding kidding <laughs> anyways you smell you know you smell like uh, Graham, winter Graham oh you smell like midwinter dream <laughs> and we would smell so many of the candles and we all had like our punk I had my punk jacket on and mohawks we're looking sketchy and it's like middle aged. <laughs> Middle-aged old white lady be like, you can't smell any more of the candles. I'm like, but you said we it's a candle store. And they're like, you're smelling too many candles. <laughs> they, this lady they was like, you're smelling. Rough, we just kept smelling well, candle after candle. There's, there's a couple of older women that walked yeah. in to, older, to, buy, older ladies, yes. to buy candles. And then and we're then there. There's just we're a there. bunch of assholes. Punk rockers are there. Hey, James. 
you ever smelled this one? Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's blood orange, you know. And you're like, what is going on? And one time went in line and I smelled twenty candles in a row, and the look I got from this old woman was like. What the fuck? Well, you know, imagine, I was like, hey, you imagine they're being delicious. a little old lady in a candle store, a like big dude about and a bunch of a bunch of rockers come in and they're like, wow, these are some pretty hardcore candles. Ah! I'd be a little pissed off too. One of the candle, you know, one of the flavors was not Secrets of the Pumpkin Patch. I'm sorry. Anyways, they're good. So we came back like like a month later. All the candles were wrapped in plastic, so we couldn't smell them anymore. So I secretly when they laid fixed it, the candle problem. <laughs> well, the bitch didn't know is I poked one with a knife real quick and I got a sniff real quick and then and it was like, like hey and I got out of there real quick. I was like fuck you. Getting high off sniffs. Yeah, high off them candles. Getting high off sniffs. Dude, I gotta get high off that pine forest, bro. Come on, ocean, <laughs> ocean breeze. Let's go. Now I always love the difference with men and women on what smells good. Man, like it's to, a lot of earthy us, smells. Yeah, it's like earthy. cedar and wood and, and salt, like salt. The things. soil. Yeah, Rocks. and then with women, it's like juniper and like well, uh, jasmine and well, you know. trees too. Theirs is more flower based. Yes, yeah. ours is like. Lavender, you know. Well, there's just flowers. Ours more is like trees, yeah. rocks, soil. Shit we work with where there's just like shake flowers. <laughs> Trevor's like, let me make this point by shaking everything. Sorry. But yeah, no, men's smells are definitely more earthy. Women's smells are definitely more floral. Which are still earthy, but it's more minor. It's sweet. It's sweeter. There's a reason why women smell sweet and men smell like Because they shove all those flowers up their vagina. That's why. No. No, it's, no? it's because men stink and women smell good. That's the reason why we're attracted you, to women. Are you saying that men we have to do smellier or harder just, jobs? You ever just, Is that what just you're saying? Have a really rough day, and then a girl that smells amazing walks by. The secretary at work, like, yeah. like just smells oh, yeah. like hot I don't girl even know smell. how to describe no, it. I, hot smell. She she did that today. She walked by, and I was like all sandy gray, and walked yep. by, and I smelled like. I, I had a funny moment the other day. I was paying the electric bill. And as I picked up, because Trevor gives me half in like cash, and then I pay it on the card. Uh, when I was picking up Trevor's money, all I hear is like sandy, gritty, and I'm like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "That's my Trevor's job." Trevor's money. Trevor's money, money is all sandy. So, folks, I work in a metal shop, and I sandblast, <laughs> and I grind, and I do other random metal things. I hit a lot of shit on anvils of hammers. Did a lot of that the last few days. A lot of peening, which is where you take. Pretty much your ball, and then you hit it with a ball and peeing hammers. So I do a lot of hitting, hitting <laughs> holes of hammers there's too. A, there's a girl somewhere out there, and she's like, "That's what they call your dick." Yeah. <laughs> well, all those ladies, come figure it out. I'm pretty good at swinging my tool. I'm pretty hey, good at it. Yeah, what's swinging from the gallow poles? <laughs> Shout out to Zeppelin. Shout out Zeppelin. So yeah, any last announcements? Um, to finish up the story, Trevor went back to the candle store. He went to go smell candles. They oh, told him to fuck oh, off. The and then... Down. Oh, I forgot. I love how Christian knows me well enough he remembered to finish my because story. Because I was like, Trevor's going to want to finish this. Yes. So, what happened later, folks, is like last time we went, like a, a few weeks later, this uh, this this guy, this young man came in. He had, didn't get to smell the candles. So, this, this young black man <laughs> that apparently had serious, like, this had sent serious, like, mental disabilities and just had a lot of issues... He went into the GameStop, which is right across the hallway from, from the Yankee Yankee Candle so Store. There's a, there's literally an escalator, so it was probably like 40 feet apart. There's like an escalator and two narrow walkways between the Candle Store and this GameStop. Went to a can, went to the 
the the, the uh, GameStop wasn't allowed to like get this game. He was trying to like steal a he game. He was trying to get Halo Three. So he literally like burned maybe two thousand eight <laughs> nine yeah. two thousand nine around then. Could have been. So he literally like started a fire there. Left the fire he, that on, on the, all the emergency crews didn't want to go in. So they shut the place down and this. This they mall, let the this mall burn like down. <laughs> literally, and this mall is literally definitely easier. Is definitely bigger than the hospital right here. But yeah, it's multiple city blocks. It's a huge. It's the it's biggest big mall, mall for miles around. It's a big mall. And like the northern Sacramento, one of the biggest malls. This huge section of it burnt the fuck down. And my buddies and I went up to the woods that I was talking about. Went up to the woods where it's where it's some hills. Got stoned in some oak trees and just watched this mall fucking burn down and yeah. saw all these fire trucks and police trucks, police cars just sitting around not doing anything. And we're like, yeah. whiskey bottle, brand new car, that mall just burned, burned down. down. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, Trevor, burn, let's burn, uh, play us out. We're going to go ahead and upload uh, some more episodes here in the next couple days, folks. So we have uh, 45, get your Ricky uploaded. Yep. The new artwork from Dylan Yarman. We do have the new artwork up, and we're going to work on really figuring out how the fuck to get our artwork to stay so that we don't have some weird black screen. We have been plagued by the black screen since it's we started. It's terrible. And we are just not, we just don't know enough to figure it out. We're, so, we're, we're good at like building and fixing shit, but like computers like, eh. We can fuck your wife. We can build you a house, but we can't fucking download a program nope. on your computer. Nope. I'm sorry. But we are going to figure this out, folks. All for you and all for us. All for one. Whoop, whoop. Trevor, show them what's good. <laughs> came. Nobody knew where they were or where they came from, but we knew that they wanted to rock. This is Stonehenge. (laughs) (laughs) Crank it to 11. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Chris, Trevor, out. Whoop, whoop.